0: Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bay Life Church, Port Stephen. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Definition of engage. First one that I got was occupy and attract. And it's talking about someone's interest or attention. And the, the synonyms are this. Capture, catch, arrest, grab, seize, draw, attract, gain, win, captivate, hold, grip, engross, absorb, occupy. The second one was participate or become involved in. And some of the synonyms were this. Participate in, take part in, join in, become involved in, go go in for, partake of, occupy oneself with and throw oneself into. And the third was committed to a particular aim or cause, and I, I love what Matt said this morning. It was so good, wasn't it? So good. I, I, I was in tears actually because uh, when you, I know when you see sons of the house coming through, sons and daughters, not just sons, but sons of the house coming through, they just get the heartbeat of the church, and you just know. They've got our DNA. They're, they're, they're speaking better than I could, actually, you know, and, and with passion and vision, and talking about the cause of Christ. And go, man, that is so encouraging as a pastor. I can tell you, just so encouraging, just to see our young people coming through, anointed and and, uh, and positioned, and, and in line with what God wants to do in this place. So, so it's so good to see that, and talking about the cause. I'm going to look at the scripture that we're we're looking at this year, but uh, the the picture I bought that first Sunday, was basically a, a bright, new, shiny car. You know, and I, I talked about how that looked and that we're very proud of our new, shiny car. It looks good, smells good, feels good. You sit in it, the seats are really comfortable. It's got that nice, new car smell. And, uh, and even, you can even start it up and it sounds good when you start it up. Um, and we can admire that car. We can clean it, polish it, start it, service it, do whatever you want to do to it. But until we actually engage it into gear until we actually start that thing moving forward, it's never going to do what the, 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 the creator and the, the manufacturers of that thing ever designed it for. It's never actually going to participate in its purpose. It's never going to enter into the power and the potential and the purpose that the designer originally made it for. And so it is with our Christianity. So it is with our Christianity. We, we can go to church. You know, we can be Christians. You know, we can make a decision for Christ. We can go through all the church programs and they're all good. We can get water baptised, fill the Holy Spirit, all those sorts of things. All really, really important and good things to do. But that's not the main thing. That's just part of our process in God. You see, if we think that's the main thing, we're mistaken. That's the wrong perspective as far as I'm concerned. We think that's the battle to become a Christian. No, it's not. No, it's not. See, to engage our Christianity, we have to actually put it into gear. We actually have to engage the gears to actually, you know, we have that diagram of love God, love people, love life and they're all interconnected as the cogs move on one, it moves the other, moves the other. If one is just willing by itself, it's never going to do what it's meant to do. Until we fully engage with our Christianity and start to outwork what God wants in our lives, we're never actually going to reach our full potential in God. We're never actually going to be work outwork the purpose and and, and the power even into the power of what God has got for us, and and, and everyone in, and everything in this world will tell you not to do that. Everything and everyone in this world will say, "No, don't do that." Just just go to church on Sunday. That's fine. Be a Christian. Fine, you know. Carry a Bible even under your arm if you want to. Carry a big Bible if you want. It, if you want to really holy, you know, put a stick a fish sticker on your on your car you know rec- you know if you want to do that, that that's fine but don't don't do anything too radical don't, don't, don't actually become a christian don't actually do what, what christians are supposed to do don't, don't do too much don't be too silly don't, don't you know don't don't just pull back you know don't, don't let the transforming power of christ be outworked in your life you know, don't don't get too uncomfortable don't don't, don't go too far in this and, and, you know, for this year, I, I believe we as a church need to actually engage our Christianity. We actually need to be who God calls us to be. Not who the world tells us to be, not not by peer pressure or or by, by what, you know, what the world says that we, we should be. What God says we should be. And, and that's where I want to start with this scripture this morning, Hebrews 12.1. Because it just says something simply like this, and we'll read the rest of the scripture in a minute. It says this, let us throw off everything that hinders, let us throw off everything that hinders, let us throw off the thing that holds us back from the call of God for our lives to fully engage with our purposes in God, for us personally, for our families, for our church, for our community, for our nation, for our world. And and it starts firstly with you and me working out what's holding us back, what's what's hindering us, what's getting in the way of our walk with God, what's weighing us down and then proactively throwing it off actually going, okay God I I, I get it now I've got to get out of that now I can't can't hang around with those group of people, I've got to start thinking differently, I've got to read the Bible more, I've got to start praying more, whatever it is for you, whatever that, that looks like for you I've got to get that sin out of my life I've got to stop looking at those things I've got to stop considering those things and, and, and actually starting to step into our, our our walk in God to engage with our Christianity. And whatever it is, you know, look, for some people, it, look, it's as simple as just not having control of your mouth, you know, and, and just blurting out stuff. And you go, well, get that out. You know, some, some people it's gossip, some people it's all sorts of different things. And, and, and so let's have a look at this, Matthew's, uh, sorry, Hebrews 12. Uh, verses 1 to 2, let's give this a little bit more context. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. So let us throw off everything that hinders. Why should we do that? What's that about? It's actually so we can run the race better and faster and stronger and further. You see, I don't think this is a sprint race. This is a marathon. This is something we, we need to do over the rest of our lives. Get rid of anything that distracts us, that holds us on the sidelines and, and keeps us back from the, the race that God has got for us. And then it says let this and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfect perfecter of faith. Now, recognize that everyone's got their own specific lane to run in. You've got a, a lane to run in, I've got a lane to run in. We don't have to run in the same lane. In fact, if we do that, we'll trip each other over. You have got a unique lane that you need to run in, that God has called you to. And in fact, you know, some people think we all have to be the same, sound the same, talk the same, look the same. I totally disagree with that. You see, I truly believe there is... The only place we can really get unity is if there's great diversity. That's the time you actually get real unity. It's actually releasing everyone to be what their purpose to be. To say, you've got your own lane, run in that lane, but here's what the scripture says. It says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Every one of us, if we're running our race and fixing our eyes on Jesus, we'll all be running in the same direction. We won't be tripping each other up. And and, and if there's nothing else that I can do in my life, I just want this message to get through the church that you are unique. You don't have to be like anyone else. You have to be what God has called you to be to outwork your purpose, to engage with your purpose. But you don't have to be like me or Robin or Chris or Matt or anyone else you see on stage. It's not about what you see on stage, it's about outworking that in our lives. It's about loving God and loving people and loving life. It's actually living that to the full, the full dimensions of what that is, you know, and, and you need to work out what that is for you. Sure, go through the church programs. Please do. I encourage you. Do first steps, do next steps, do, do uh, thrive because it'll help unlock some of those giftings and, and understandings that you have for your life. Do that, sure. But don't stop there. That's just the starting point. That's just the place to, to take that first step. Let's engage our Christianity. Let's put it into gear. Let's start to be all that God has purposed us to be. Let's throw off everything that hinders and run the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. You know... Um, Each one of us this year, I believe, has got an opportunity just to examine our lives and go, okay, what is holding me back in my walk with God? What is holding me back from the good and perfect will of God? What what do I need to throw off? What do I need to get rid of? What do I need to change? What do I need to adjust to make sure I'm running my race with everything I have, with a perseverance and fixing my eyes on Jesus? What is that? And, and, you know, when I was thinking about this word engage, my first thoughts were engage with our community because it's our heart. We we want to commit, you know, connect with our community. We want to connect with people, and and it's really important. But I realised after thinking about it while, for a while, that the connecting with um, our community is almost uh, a little bit superficial. It was not based in engaging with God first. So it's engaging with God at all the different levels in. Prayer and worship and praise and, 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 you know, times of prayer and fasting and, and all those sorts of things, reading the, the word, um, you know, and then it's, it's in, interconnected them with the people thing, you know, it's actually connecting with people, healthy relationships, engaging more with church. If it's for you, if you've been on the edge for a while, now's the time to engage with church and it, no one else can do it for you. Can, can I say this really Clearly. You've actually got to take the first step. We'll be as encouraging and as uh, uplifting as we can in the process. We'll equip you. We'll, we'll connect you if we possibly can. But it's up to you guys. If you don't feel like you connect to the church, and I hope you do, but if you don't, it's up to you to take the first step and go, you know what? I want to serve someone. I want to be involved in this church. I want to be part of a life group. I want to, I want to do something, you know? And, and, and sometimes it's just a matter of sometimes seeing a need and going, you know what? Baylife life do that so badly? You know? And that's okay. I agree. We do lots of things badly. You know, and you have to do things badly to do them better, I think, sometimes. But if you see something in our church and go, you know, they do that bad. I, 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 and don't just whinge about it. For goodness sake, you know, that's easy. Anyone can whinge about anything, really. Everyone's got an opinion. Just ask them. They've all got an opinion. But if you see something, you go, you know, we're not doing that well, get involved in that area. God's obviously put that in you. To go, well, that's something you need to be involved in. If God's tapping you on the shoulder, that's an area you need to get involved in. So find out how you get involved. You know, don't, don't, don't hold back, well, oh, I haven't got the answers. No, you don't have to have the answer. Just see the issue and then we, we work out what the solution is to that. We start to put things in place to make us better in that area. Um, yeah. Engage with life. Engage with life. You know, our, our Christian walk should be the most exciting, exhilarating, fun-filled, faith-filled walk. And yet so often, we, 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 I don't know, we, we just get small-minded you know, in, in the process. You know, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit For goodness sake, look what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. Love and joy, peace and patience, kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. You know, are are these fruits that you are outworking in your life? And if you're not, why not? You know, for me, I feel like we we just lost a little bit of joy. Me, personally, I'm talking about. So I'm going to work out what I need to throw off to get more joy. You know? And, and whatever that is for you, you need to work out what that is for you, and work out what you need to throw off. Fix your eyes on Jesus. That, this isn't about you, by the way. It's about what God wants. So you've got to get the context, the the right perspective on this, and then go with it with all your might. You know, if it's more joy in your life, work out how to get more joy. You know, and there's for me, there's nothing more joyful than in praise and worship, and just, just going, God. I recognise that, that you, know, you are Lord and Saviour in my life and, and, and I love you and I, I get great, great joy in seeing young people coming through our system. I get great joy around being with our family you know, and seeing our, our family growing up, maturing and, and our grandkids coming through and there's great joy in that and, and you've just got to tap into those things that give you joy. Sorry, I need another drink. My okay. So I'm excited about this year, and I want to tell you some some things we've been doing really well. We've got amazing teams and leaders in this church, amazing teams in this church, and and, uh, amazing people serving and faithfully serving in so many areas, and and fixing our eyes on Jesus, which we have to do. That wasn't always the way. Wasn't all yeah. We we Coming up to our thirteenth birthday nec- next march and, uh, and and you know when we started in that school hall thirteen years ago, um, I remember i don 't know if I told you this story then or not, but I, I remember we we started church, we had the, the church hall and and we, oh, sorry the school hall we 'd set up every week and we'd pull down and we 'd set up the youth and pull down, and all those sorts of things, and basically. We had one room, one room for kids church, one room for church and we did, had all these little babies that we didn't know what to do, little kids crash and we went, What are we gonna do with these kids? Because it was in those bouncy there was wooden floors, there was wooden everything and it just bounced everywhere, the noise. And uh, and so basically we had a church trailer that we pulled in every week and pulled out and so we thought, Okay, let's be creative on this and we actually set out the, the trailer and made that a crash and uh, uh, and you know, we didn't that's all we could do. You know, we we, we whinge about our crash these days and you go, Man, you should have been with us thirteen years ago. I remember one time we used a cupboard. There was no other options. You know, the the, the it was a big cupboard. It was a big cupboard, like it was about that big. No, wasn't it, it wasn't it was fairly big. But it was where the chairs used to be, so we pulled all the chairs out of there, we'd sweep it out and then you'd you'd set up the kids in there. Man, you'd just do whatever you had to do, you know? And, uh, and it, was, it, was, it was fun times, really fun times. Um, and I know we've got a fair few gaps here this morning by the look of things, but if you are a leader or part of a leadership team in, a, in the church, lead a life group or part of the team that leads a ministry or something like that, just stand your feet for a minute. I just want to see, um, just stand, leaders, stand. Come on, if you're part of the team, just stand. Just stand. See, how cool is that? That is so cool. That's so cool. I I, I love that we've got so many people stepping up to lead. You know, it it really is 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 an awesome privilege to see that. Well, now, life groups, leaders standing. Yeah, yep. So all the leaders sit down now. Life group leaders, just stand up if you're here this morning. I don't know if we've got life group leaders here. If you're leading a youth group, yeah, youth group or young adults or or a life group in the church or some sort of group in the church, that's awesome. That's awesome. You see, I wanted to give life groups a little bit of a plug this morning. You know, we, we have got great life group leaders and, uh, and you need to get connected into a small group somewhere or other. It's a great thing. Yeah, grab a, grab a seat. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. We've got a flow chart up there. Yeah, good. Okay. So that's some of the things we consider for our church and there's lots of different areas there. You know, crèche, kids' church, mainly music, youth, voltage uh, life Groups, Baylife Creative uh, which has got a meeting, combined meeting this week yes, this week on Thursday night um, Fall in Love, Stay in Love with Rob I just started again last week um, Baylife Women, Men's Group, Men's Shed, Valiant Men we're doing next, next uh, term and a few initiatives we started this year one Baylife Business Series Yes, Baylife Business Series that we started last week, last Saturday night, had about 52 business people turn up for um, uh, Iwan Sinato and basically that was was very successful. Um, Had lots of people, business people from our community um, that not connected to church at all. Um, Cap Money kicked off two weeks ago and it's last night on Monday night so it's been very successful. 24, 22 people doing that, which is, is fantastic. Um, we're going to do Alpha this year. You know, we're going to do Alpha in second semester. And so that's about bringing along your friends that you've been talking to about Jesus or, or, or God or church or whatever you've been talking about, that they want to know more information. And so there's a great discussion. We have a meal. We'll have discussions about what that looks like and a great opportunity for um, uh, to, to I don't know, have a real informal discussion about what that looks like. So we need teams for that as well. Um, Yeah. So let's throw off anything that hinders and run the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Um, The thing I, 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 the real strategy I feel like God gave me when I was away on long service last year for this year, for me to preach out of, was basically preaching out of the book of Acts. And um, there's so much there from from the early church. Um, They became empowered through the Holy Spirit. There's a consequence of that. There's evangelism. They established the Church of Jesus Christ. They enlarged and expanded uh, amongst persecution, hardships. And and today, it's our responsibility because of what's been done in the past uh, to engage at all levels in our community, in our world. And and so here's a few scriptures out of the book of Acts that um, I just wanted to touch on this morning. Uh, and I've got something to finish with that that, uh, will be less me talking but more about the word. Acts 1.8, it says this, but you'll be my witnesses, and it says to the ends of the earth. You know, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's what the scripture says. And so that means to engage with our community and world, to be my witnesses, to occupy and attract interest or attention for the cause of Christ. And witness means this, One who can give a first-hand account of something seen, heard or experienced. One who can give a first-hand account of something seen, heard or experienced. So you don't have to know it all. You don't need to know all the scriptures. All you need to know is what God has done in your life and speak out of that. You don't need to know all the scriptures. Great, if you've got them there, that's great. But you don't need to know them all. All you've got to do to be a witness for Christ is speak of what God has done in your life. The experience of Christ, what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've experienced, how it's changed your life, about a church and, and, and how God has been a part of that. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. So that could be your family, that could be your next door neighbour, that could be your immediate area, local area. Judea, the greater region, You know, maybe Port Stevens and Hunter. Samaria, that could be different regions throughout our state and across our nation and to the ends of the earth, everywhere. We're called to go everywhere. You know, that's what it's meant to do. Acts 1.14. They all join together constantly in prayer, engage with God, with prayer and worship, intimacy and relationship. That's why we start our year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's why we put that first, even when it's inconvenient. I know. You know, I I always try to do the first three days and the last three days of prayer and fasting just to make sure, and and we do a a Daniel fast in between. I just want to make sure that I start the year with a God focus, you know, I put him first in the year. You know, it's a, that's the reason I try to put two or three or four times a year, get away and do some, some fasting, three days of fasting, you know, prayer and, and just try to make sure we're on track, God. We're on track. We're doing okay. We, we're heading in the right direction, you know. And, and so, engage means to do that. It means to participate, become involved and in, throw oneself into. It has to start with our relationship with God through prayer and it isn't praying alone. Notice here it says um, it's praying together as well. So it's not just praying alone. Jesus did that. It's important. But praying together as well. Who do you pray with? Who are you accountable to? You know? What are you praying for? Uh, is, is prayer part of your day and your life? Is, it, is prayer part of every response you have? When you come up against tough times, do you pray first? Or do you do everything else and then pray last? You know, we've got to put prayer first. Get in the habit of doing that. Just It goes better. I'm telling you, it just does. Acts 2.42 They devoted themselves and this is about engaging with church to connect and serve God and these people with devotion and commitment that goes way beyond what the world would say is sensible or convenient or makes sense. To have an increasing passion for the things of God and his church. See, we, we really believe this. We really believe the local church is the hope of the world. I'm telling you that the world is falling apart. I don't know about you, but you you read the news and you go, my goodness, there's just so much stuff going on, you know, and it it seems like it's almost out of control. I'm telling you, there's nothing that makes the same difference as the local church, engaged, empowered, on fire for God. It makes all the difference. I can tell you so many stories that would confirm that but I haven't really got the time this morning, but I just want to say, do you really believe that the local church is the hope of the world? Because it changes the way you do your life. You see, I was in business and I used to think, even as a Christian, the government will change the world. You know, schools will change, education will change the world. Um, Great leaders will change the world. And, And they're all good things. But it's really when I got a revelation of the local church, how powerful it is, how much difference it can make in people's lives. When, when I actually see, you know, people touched through the outworking of the the local church in our community, in our world, there's so many so many stories. Last year we had that young girl that the turn up was living in a car with a baby. She'd been living in a car for weeks. She she ended up camping in a, a caravan park somewhere, and she came to church because the only place. She knew, knew where to go. And, and someone just just saw her there and just felt like to give her $200. And that $200 was enough to give her petrol to go and get the help she needed. She actually connected with community care arm um, and, and ended up getting a, a accommodation and uh, um, set herself up. She was fleeing a, an abusive relationship. And I get so affected by that stuff. I go, man... That's that's the church emotion. That's an engaged church. It's actually being aware of other people. Sure, we come together and have a great time, but you know, it's having awareness of people, even in the, this building, in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our world. You know, whereby we can say that that person looks like they're struggling. I, I might get alongside them. I might give them a meal. I might mow their lawn. I might give them two hundred bucks. I might whatever it took. You know, and, and, and she, she rang us after that and said, "Look, I just want to say thank you so much." She said, I'm now safe for the first time in months and months and months. I feel safe. My child feels safe. I feel like I've got a home instead of fleeing everywhere. Now I can give you dozens of those stories of the local church just helping out in a place where no one else seemed to want to help out. See, and the other thing I want to say, <laughs> they devoted themselves. I want you to really catch this this morning. There's no one forcing these people, the the early church. There's no no one making them do it. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, the breaking of bread and to prayer. No one's with a big stick going, you have to do this, you have to do this. I love that thought. They devoted themselves They saw the value of the local church. They saw the church as the hope of the world. They saw the church as the body of Christ with Jesus as the head and we as the arms and the feet and the legs, the the hands that we need to do what we're called to do as the body of Christ and we recognise the difference that can make in this world. Absolutely amazing. And here's what the outcome of that is. Acts 2.43 Everyone was filled with awe not everyone just thought it was a good thing. Everyone was filled with awe. Engage with people in our lives and in our community to captivate people. Not because of us, but maybe it's because of our love for one another. They see that love and they recognize that as a great thing. They see the love of God in us. And it's in awe. They're in awe of that. Everyone was filled with awe. Everyone was filled with awe. That's to go way beyond what is normal displaying the love and compassion of Jesus in our lives, it, to people in our in community, in our world. Andy Stanley tweeted this recently. and He's talking to church people. He says, church people, imagine a world where people were sceptical of what we believed but in awe of how well we treated one another. Imagine a world where people were sceptical skeptical of what we believed and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't care what you believe, you're very welcome here. You're welcome to sit in this church. If you don't believe what we believe, that's fine. That's just part of the diversity. You know, that's fine. But I'm telling you, we affect people's lives by the way we love each other, by the way we interact with each other, in awe of how well we treat one another. John 13 tells us, this is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, when you love each other. Acts 4.29 Enable your servants to speak with great boldness. Engage with your world in a way that is bold. Be ready to share your testimony. Be ready. Know what it is and be ready to share it. You know, if you really do believe the local church is the hope of the world, talk that way. Talk to people about that those things. Be passionate about that. Invite them to church, you know. don't don't make that the last thing sure build relationship you know there's a a great pattern in 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 Luke 10 the way we you know when we we go into people's houses we're meant to pray for them serve them bless them and then preach the gospel tell them why we do it so yes there's a there's a proper way to do that but be bold in that you know we're doing this God's not dead uh, in our life groups And uh, and it's going to help us outwork this this scripture, I believe, to throw off anything that holds us back from that with great boldness, with God's love for mankind. Acts, um, Acts 4.32 says this, All the believers were one in heart and mind. Engage with church in one heart and mind. Don't come with your own agenda. If you've got your own agenda, go somewhere else. I don't really care. You know, we are fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's what we're doing. And you are called to run the race in your own lane. So we're going to encourage you, empower you, build you up as much as we can, equip you. But it's not about your race. It's about where we're heading. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. To participate in, become involved in, to throw oneself into the cause and the work of Christ in our lives and the lives of those people around us. To help build the church as a place that is safe. Don't we need a safe place? Just don't we need a safe place? You don't have to do anything, be anything, say anything. You can just come. And you know, I hope at some stage you get activated, you engage, but, but you can just come, you can sit, you can just dwell, just enjoy God's presence. There's nothing you have to do, but I'm telling you, if we're going to engage our Christianity, there's a next step for you. It's the next step for me. And we need to work out what that is and start to step into that. You see, there's great unity, one heart and mind, no critical spirits, no condemnation, place where people have a love for each other, that love unconditionally with the agape love of God in our lives. You see, that's attractive. That oneness in Christ is attractive. That that that's engaging. That that's something that is 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 for people outside the church. That's something they 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 look on with great appreciation, with awe almost. You see, I, I think if we all try to be the same, it's just going to be boring. Yeah, you know, it just really will be boring. So so I love the diversity we have as a church. Okay, let me finish with this scripture this morning. It's out of Mark two. And I shared this with the leaders a few months ago, I think. And uh, I just think there's some great keys in us, in here for us as a church. It's Mark 2, verses 1 to 5. It says this. A few days later, when Jesus again arrived in Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered there. There was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get into Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus and after digging through it, lowered the mat and the paralysed man was lying on. And Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And if you know the story, he was healed of that and he picked up his mat and walked out of that place. And I just think this is such a clear picture of our Christianity. There's such clarity in this. It demonstrates and represents how we engage with our christianity and our faith and, and and the question is how do we encourage a culture of that how do we to encourage a, a culture of engagement of, of faith filled you know and, and and why would we do that why would we do that? It's, it's to engage the hearts of men to god you know i've got a an acronym of of uh, um, engage i think i've got is that the next screen yeah so, it's just some of the words I was thinking of when I was thinking about this word empowered, to risk more, boldness, new thinking, innovation, creativity, gospel, increasing passion for the gospel, advance, forcefully advancing the kingdom of God, to gather, to occupy and attract, uh, an exponential potential, a multiplication. Uh, and, and often our ability to engage with God and our God potential is limited by the way we think about things, our perspective. And I want to finish this morning with just quick, three quick points. And it's a, cha- a challenge out of this story, really. And, and I, just, I just think sometimes we think the wrong way. The first point is, is limited resources. Limited resources will change the way we think. You see, so often we think we can't because we don't. We can't do this because we don't have that. We can't reach high schools because we don't have a full-time youth pastor we don't have a program that we we take in the the high school we don't we uh, we can't reach our next door neighbor because I don't know all the scriptures Um, I, I can't do this because I don't have that and I just think that's the wrong way to think about it it's the wrong way to think about it it's never about a program by the way it's never about resources it's always about our heart and our thinking and, and, and let me give you a God perspective you already have everything you need to do everything that God wants you to do and, to, and the people that he wants you to reach in your life you already have that right now right now you, if not, you hear nothing else this morning I want you to take that away I want you to live your life like that engage with your calling, your purpose because you already have everything you need right now Step out in that right now to do everything that God wants you to do and to reach the people that God wants you to reach. You see, when there's limited resources, we have to tap into a creativity, a innovation that's within us. And we, we are created in the image of God and we have got a creative God. We only have to look at nature. He's amazingly creative. And so often we just do the safe, normal thing God says, no, there's more. We might not have all the money in the world to do what we think we need to do, but it's not about the money. It's about our heart. And as soon as we step into that, realising that limited resources actually opens up an opportunity for creativity and innovation, it changes the way we think. And all of a sudden we can do far more than we think we can do. We can reach far more people than we think we can reach. We can be more than we currently understand we're called to be. Open yourself to the creativity of our creative God. Start to tap into that. Get before him on your knees, on your face, whatever. Just go, God, download to me. Show me a way through this. Now that I can see this is going to be a good thing, how can we do this? I do that every every day virtually. How can we pull this off, God? We haven't got that. It's not because we don't have that. that you can't do this. Oh, okay. You know, I remember when we bought this property um, all the experts said you can't do it. All the banks said you can't do it. In fact, I even got you know, in our movement they said don't do it because of what we were thinking to do because there was a bit of risk involved for us personally and I look back now and go, man if we hadn't done it we'd still be setting up and pulling down in that, that school hall. We still wouldn't have all the things that the financial institutions need to pull off out of cash flow to pull off what we need to do. Sometimes you've just got to get before God and get creative and go, God, what do you want to happen? We don't have the resources, but what do you want to happen? You see, these four friends had their, their, I think it was probably a friend, it was a paralytic, and they had to be resourceful and creative. They, They didn't have a donkey, they didn't have a cart. They had to carry this guy to Jesus. There was a bit of hard work involved. We think sometimes we don't want to do hard work. Sometimes it's a little inconvenient. Yeah, well, you know, we could do the super spirit thing say, well, if a donkey appears here, I'll put him on the donkey and take him to Jesus. Or, or, or you know, or we prayed he didn't get healed. So therefore it must be God's will. They just did the hard work. They just picked up a corner of the mat, each one of them, and said, we're going to take this guy to Jesus leads me to the second point we have to be prepared to fail we have to be prepared to fail it's okay to have a go and fail to, uh, see I think sometimes failure stops us from trying things you go yeah but what if I fail so what you've learned another way not to do it you know we've got to, have, we've got to loosen up on this stuff you know if we never try anything or risk anything we'll just be bound up we'll never do anything Good for God, we'll live a boring, safe existence. And we'll learn never to take any risks. And that's not the way God wants us to be. See, I think our pathway to our greatest breakthrough is through our greatest fear. The pathway to our greatest breakthrough in life is through our greatest fear. And if we're not failing, we're not trying enough, we're not risky enough. You know, we've all got to fail from time. And I get bound up in this, you know, we're thirteen years long, and you go, Well, what if this fails? What if this doesn't work? They go, oh gee, you know and oh, it doesn't really matter let's try it, let's we just find another way not to do it Let, let's try that, Let, let's do that differently I, I've got this quote this week David McCracken's a great guy from Melbourne he says this the daring faith has a vulnerability the line between miracle and failure is a fine one I reckon that's true but a lack of faith has a certainty barrenness Barrenness. So true. These guys, four guys, were prepared to fail. They prepared to look foolish, carrying their friend on a mat to a Jesus. When they got there, the house was chockers. It was full. They couldn't get in. It looked like they'd failed. But we only fail if we give up. We only fail if we give up. And so often that preparedness to fail opens up an amazing potential and creativity and innovation in God a different way to do things, limited resources, preparedness to fail, which leads to the last point, increased passion to fulfill the purpose of God. And that's when that exponential growth, multiplication happens. You know, we, we, see, we just don't want to reach our community and world. We have to reach our community and world. We have to. It's got to be an absolute desire within us, a, a burning desire within us. And we just don't want to get our friends to Jesus. We have to get our friends to Jesus. And that's what these four friends were like. Have to get their friend to Jesus. They didn't want to just carry their guy, their friend there. They had to get their friend there. They went above, beyond what was normal and safe, and, and there was risk in it. They climbed up on top of this roof, and and, and Jesus and the, all the crowds were inside there. And this, to me, this disappoints me a little too, that all the crowds were so focused on Jesus, they actually didn't see the need. And we can never be a church like that you know, we've always got to have our arms and our eyes open to the need around us. And these four guys got up up on the roof and they started to dig through and and, uh, and the roofs, much of the roofs in those, those times were made of thatch and sticks and mud and manure and they started to dig through. And you can only imagine what this looked like, the little flaky bits starting to fall in on Jesus and, and all the crowd in the room and... and uh, uh, and Jesus preaching and healing people and the Pharisees would have been there and I can just imagine everyone just sort of stopping and going what? what's going on? There's someone up on the roof and they're digging through and and, uh, and you can imagine these four guys leaning in through this hole everyone looking up at them and uh, and they sort of got an edge of the, the mat each and go, okay boys Lean in as far as you can. You're nearly there. You're nearly there, and he got a couple of meters to go. Okay, let's drop him on three. One, two, three. Thump. You know, and could land on someone because there's chockers in there. And I just reckon that that is such what we need to be as a church to engage with our calling, our purpose in Christ. Not letting limited resources hold us back. Not letting the the thought of failure holding us back but stepping into that whole increasing passion to fulfill the purposes of God in our life, the cause of Christ in our life. And it's only then we'll start to see that creativity, that innovation that we need to apply to do what God has called us to do. Can I just tell you one other thing and I'll finish? At the end of last year I was just praying and this is probably the most impactful thing for me in this whole thing. It may not be to you because it was quite personal. But I was praying and, uh, you know, I, I just, it wasn't a faith-filled prayer, to be truthful. Um, yeah, you know, in, in, in truth, I was sort of praying, God, I'm tired, you know, and and uh, you know, oh, I'll keep Doing what you want me to do, God, the martyr thing, you know. Okay, God, yeah, I'll keep doing it, yeah, yeah fine, fine. Um, I'll keep carrying across, God, woe is me, you know, those sorts of prayers. <laughs> and uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit really challenged me with something. He said, Greg, because I, you know, look, I'm from a business background, and every now and then the, the law of that gets your attention again. You go, Leb, you know, gee, i wouldn't mind having a bit of that again, you know, and and, uh, um, and and you know, and it was like the Holy Spirit just said, "Okay." And I wrote this in my prayer journal, as clear as this it was, and just said, um, "Greg, if you could have anything, do anything, be anything, no restrictions, what would it be?" It was a stunning question, like from left field, and a question I've asked many people over the years in coaching and mentoring them, and uh, and, and as I said, sometimes the old life looks attractive. For some reason it gets better as we get further on. And, and my mind quickly went to money, finances, businesses, position, influence, property, lifestyle, all those things. I, I, I'm just trying to be truthful with you. I know it sounds very carnal for your pastor, but I do think about that stuff from time to time. But in an instant, like that, in an instant, it was just like it all dropped off so clear, just a clarity like it an epiphany it was one of those moments and it was like, if I could have anything, be anything, do anything it's to win Port Stevens to Christ and it um, might not sound like a great revelation to you but for me just put new hope, new faith in me so I felt like God nodded. Mm-hmm. And we can't do it by ourselves as a church. So already I've started to talk to the other churches and we're going to you know, have a, a, a United Prayer Day where we bring in um, uh, Brian Pickering from the Australian Prayer Network and start to build uh, some prayer networks in this place that are even beyond what we've ever done before. You know, um, I, I try my best to lead the Ministers Association that's tough going sometimes can I can I be really truthful because we're all leaders you know we don't always like to be led by other people but, but let me tell you about 13 years ago I was full of ambition I was full of dreams and, and vision for what we do here what the future might look like and along the road of life we just sometimes get battered and discouraged and disappointed and distracted and truthfully part of me was thinking you know what I think I'll give it the best shot I don't think I've got anything else. You know, we set up the church well. It's going good. Things are going great. And maybe it's time just to steady the boat, just to consolidate, just to take things a little easy. <laughs> and when this phrase came into my heart to win Port Stephens for Christ, I was instantly filled with hope and faith and and just real vision for the future and for this region and for this church. And it took me beyond my circumstances our limited resources, it, it, it took away that, that fear of failing. It, it took all that out. It, it said, no, no, have an increasing passion for the things of God. Give that your full attention and I'll take care of the rest. It's like a little bit like that Solomon thing. He asked for wisdom and God said, yeah, I'll take care of the other stuff. And I'm in faith believing the same. If we do everything we can to win porstumers for Christ in whatever way we can, with every uh, bit of, energy we've got, I'm telling you, God will take care of the rest. Seek first the kingdom of God and I'll do all the other things. So this isn't a time to rest. This isn't a time to step back. This is a time to step in, to step up. A time to throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles us, run our race with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith. Can we stand together this morning? Sorry, I have gone a little longer than well, I wanted to. Are you ready to run the race this morning? Are you ready to run the race this morning with perseverance? Are you excited to run the race this morning? Are you ready? Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylight Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.